0: Hey there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Are you interested in financial technology, also known as FinTech? If so, then this is the episode for you. Because my next guest founded a new technology platform in August 2018, to help millions of Americans find jobs and plan for a stable financial future. But before I introduce you to the CEO of Steady, Adam Roseman, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's Time for Coffee's weekly newsletter that gives you an exclusive peek inside the episodes and the professionals we're going to be featuring that week. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website, At time, the number 4coffee.org, and the sign-up box is right there on the homepage. Now, my Java-loving job seekers, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated brew, because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest is Adam Roseman, the CEO of Steady, a fintech innovation that you can download onto your smartphone, and I've already done it. Adam has made a career out of supporting mission-oriented businesses and initiatives and has worked with the Steady team to create a platform for the millions of people who are changing the way America works. The platform helps the Steady community to find jobs, increase their income, and build more secure financial future. Adam began his career in investment banking and later co-founded one of the largest Western digital entertainment content and analytics companies in China. In 2016, he was named one of advertising ages 40 under 40. And if you want to learn more about Steady and Adam's career, make sure to check out the show notes for this episode to see if Adam's main T4C interview has already dropped. That's where we'll be going deep into what he's doing now. Adam, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go?
1: I am. Thank you so much, Andrea.
0: Are you joining me from Atlanta? Is that where you're based?
1: I am actually in Washington, D.C. at the moment. I'm based in Atlanta, but I'm up here in D.C. for a future of work conference.
0: Oh, you're kidding. We could have done it in person. But Uh you know what? It's all good. What kind of coffee are you savoring?
1: I'm actually a tea guy. I have to admit. Oh,
0: oh my goodness. So you were actually kind of trying to get one by me there for a couple of minutes, weren't you, Adam?
1: I was. I am fully happy.
0: (laughs) Okay. But we're like, as far as time for coffee goes, although I prefer to interview guests who are coffee drinkers, we accept all shapes and sizes. It's all good. And the important thing is that you got a little caffeine in your system, so you're awake since it's mid-afternoon on a Tuesday afternoon. So let us dive right into the espresso shots. These are the 10 questions to help Java junkies who want to get into, I guess we should call this the world of entrepreneurship, how they can do that. So Adam, what entry-level jobs are available to young people who want to break into your field?
1: People come from all walks of life. So I think you know the most important thing that I tell anyone who is an aspiring entrepreneur, even at the very beginnings of their career, is to find your passion and take an entry-level job in whatever area interests you the most. You'll find so many times during the course of your life that you will have opportunities to take skill sets that were acquired for one particular line of work and transfer it to another, given the similarities and overlap that occurs between industries. So in our particular field in financial technology, I think anything in the realm of engineering, development, data science, customer service, even working in a bank, having the ability to interact with people relative to how they think about their financial lives, all of those items are very relevant, but we really have people who come from all walks of life.
0: Terrific. What about a useful skill or skills that you look for, Adam, in the young people that you hire at Steady?
1: I think the most important thing for me is, and I'm sure you've heard this before, Andrea, with a startup is the concept of grit, right? So doesn't matter what your major is, what educational background you have, there's this element of grit, which really is defined as someone who's just going to make it happen, right? Who's going to do what it takes to excel in their job. And these folks generally will excel in any line of work that they choose. They may not realize this, but they will. So finding and identifying that element of grit, which is just really the concept of, I am going to succeed. I am going to be successful. I'm going to run down the wall to make sure that happens. That's what we look for in all of our interviews, especially with folks who are earlier in their careers.
0: One of the guests that I interviewed earlier today, who coincidentally is also an entrepreneur, said similarly to what you just did, Adam, that he is looking for people who have experienced adversity, whether from childhood, whether from when they're a little bit older, but something as you so articulately put it, that they have developed a bit of a hard shell, not that they're jaded, but that they can kind of gut it out.
1: Absolutely. From my perspective, especially now being a really a fourth time entrepreneur, what I learned very clearly is that my biggest learning experiences were in my failures and the development of the ability to persevere and understand that life and specifically entrepreneurship is a constant roller coaster and having the ability to understand that the world isn't going to be up and up and up, irrespective of if your business is a complete failure, or if you end up exiting like Uber at an $80 billion market capitalization at IPO, either of those companies had plenty of ups and plenty of downs along the way. And those that have learned to manage the downs and understand that they're part of life, and especially as part of entrepreneurship, are those that are likely going to be most successful.
0: Wonderful. What about someone's major, Adam? I'm not sure if... You really believe that if they don't have a background in finance or economics or business, is that a deal breaker to get into the fintech world?
1: I don't believe so at all. Certainly, my economics background was a little bit helpful relative to my initial baseline understanding of business when I entered the workforce, but that sort of one up maybe gave me a one to three month advantage over where I would have been otherwise. To the extent that you're a hard worker, to the extent that you're smart and are going to persevere, the skills that you're going to develop on the job are never going to approximate what you experienced during your educational career. So, so long as you've been able to develop strong work ethic, the ability to have attention to detail and deliver results in your educational career, that's what's going to be most relevant, not the subject that you chose to study.
0: Terrific. What about a graduate degree and less so for the entry level jobs, more so for those who really want to succeed in fintech, who really want to make it to the top, who want to start their own companies? How important is it to have one? And if so, what are the most useful ones to have?
1: From my perspective, my view is that experience you're going to develop on the job is going to be what's most valuable. There's certainly something to be said about having an advanced degree in engineering to the extent that you're a developer in a particular area that's going to require a high level of baseline understanding to the extent that perhaps you're in data science, for example, right, and you're looking to advance in the areas of machine learning. Clearly, there's some benefit to having an advanced degree, although there's plenty of online courses now that I think can get you a lot of the way there. From a business perspective, a lot of people will say, go to business school, get an MBA. Quite frankly, I think if I had done that, I probably would have wasted not two years of my life, but maybe one and a half years of my life. (laughs) Um, And I think business degrees today, I think for the most part from friends of mine who have done well post MBA, it's been because of the networks that they built during business school much more than perhaps the learnings that they obtained during that period of time. So if you struggle with developing your own network, perhaps that's helpful. But separate from that, I'm not a big supporter, specifically when you're talking about business of advanced degrees being a necessity by any means.
0: Great. That is so good to know. What about life experiences, Adam? What, in your experience, are the most useful ones for someone to have who is starting out in this field?
1: I think an element of independence. And we talked earlier about grit and overcoming adversity. I think clearly those are life experiences that, to the extent that someone has prior to becoming an entrepreneur, they're going to help you, I think, have a higher likelihood of perseverance. I think understanding that you are in a position where you're going to be lonely in many instances. The life of a CEO, specifically as an entrepreneur, is always a lonely position to be in, not from the standpoint of your friends and family, but in a office environment, in the setting of your business. You are there, you are there, and you're expected to deliver from your investors, your employees expect you to deliver, your business partners expect you to deliver, and at the end of the day your neck on the line. So I think to the extent that you're comfortable in that type of a position, having the buck start and stop with you, I think you're going to have a much higher likelihood of success. But certainly it is a lonely path to choose.
0: So it would seem like this is an odd question to be asking on that note. But then what is the best part for you, Adam, of being in this profession?
1: I think the best part of being in this profession is being able to create impact. And it's to the extent that you're working for somebody else's business. Your impact in most instances is limited to the role that's defined for you. And a lot of folks have a tremendous amount of impact. But to the extent that your goal is to sort of leave a lasting impact on some particular element of the population or of the world, there's no better way to do that than by being an entrepreneur. And from my perspective, specifically being able to focus on an area of social entrepreneurship in particular is absolutely the most rewarding. Obviously, plenty of people will get into it because they think they're going to be able to generate and build a very nice wealth for themselves. But in terms of the day-to-day success that you're going to have from the standpoint of just feeling that you've made a difference, irrespective of how your paper net worth has moved... That understanding of impact is what's most exciting.
0: I love it. And what about the flip side? You've already mentioned the loneliness, but what is the part of your current job that sucks the most?
1: I have to admit, there's not much. Again, having been through this a number of times, we have our daily, weekly, monthly challenges as any startup does. We have plenty of growing pains, but nothing that I would say at this point in my career, especially after some of the earlier challenges that I had earlier in my career, nothing would compare. And I think that prepared me very well. I think that probably the only thing that would stand out in my mind is dealing with HR related items. We have a great HR leader, great general counsel who oversee these areas. But working to ensure that you're creating an environment even amongst having to manage 100 different things relative to a business's growth, still being able to sit back and understand and think about, especially as an early stage company, all of your employees and making sure that they're generating the type of experience, especially the high performers that they want to have and being able to personalize that experience for them so that they're getting the experience that they want to develop their careers is probably the most challenging component for me.
0: I noticed actually when I went onto the Steady website and looked under jobs, I actually thought it was going to be more related to the jobs that Steady was featuring that are out there, outside of Steady. But I noticed you've got some amazing benefits, including unlimited PTO. So sounds like you're doing a pretty good job there on the HR side.
1: <laughs> we're We're trying. It's a competitive, obviously, hiring environment today with unemployment rates where they are, especially for white-collar workers. So I think benefits are great, but I think what's most important is are people getting out of their careers what they want? Are they able to participate in producing impact? Are they able to understand what their career progression is? Those things, I think, specifically for young, well-educated workers today are what's going to be most important to them. The benefits almost become a commodity.
0: Terrific. That is great to know. Adam, what is the best career advice that you've ever gotten?
1: You know, I wish I'd gotten a little bit more, uh, to be, perfect, <laughs> be perfectly honest. Huh. I would have to say that it's interesting. I reconnected recently on a very brief call with a gentleman whose name that I had recognized from the year 1999 when I was in San Francisco and interning for this little investment bank called Goldman Sachs. And they did not extend to me a full-time offer. And I was hoping that I was gonna get one. And fortunately, I had offers from other investment banks that I didn't think I was gonna need to consider. And I was able to pursue that path. But the gentleman who actually informed me after working 100-hour weeks as an intern that I wasn't going to be offered a full-time role at that point in time was reconnected to me in Atlanta. And he actually, I remember, because it was a very emotional moment for me at that time, being a senior in college, just focused me on on what mattered in the fact that there are little bumps in the road that will occur. And this was really the first time I had been smacked across the face. I'd always been a hard charging student, hard charging performer in my internships, all my social activities. And it was the first time I'd really just been told no and there was nothing I could do about it. And he just sat me down and said to me, quite frankly, that there's going to be small bumps in the road. I can't remember his exact words. You've got offers from other investment banks, put everything in perspective. You've got it pretty good. And I left that room, really, there were plenty of more learnings along the way. But I think that was the first time that I had to actually look at things in perspective, right? And understand that, yeah, I did have it pretty good, right? And yeah. you know, I, an environment that was nothing like that. And, and I was able to leave UC Santa Cruz and feed into an investment bank and worrying about the little things such as was I going to have Goldman Sachs as a full time name on my resume wasn't really that important in the big scheme of things.
0: There's so much that I really love about that Adam, but I will just suffice it to say you may not have gotten a lot of career advice. You may have wanted more, but that career advice was pretty darn stellar.
1: It wasn't bad. I have to admit. It
0: wasn't bad at all. Yeah. So, two final espresso shots. Please. What movies, if any, or Netflix, Hulu, Amazon shows, or books do you feel accurately depict your profession?
1: <laughs> okay, so you're talking to the guy who just admitted the other day that I still haven't watched the last episode of Game of Thrones. I've seen everything but, but who admitted that the last series that I had watched prior to that was Growing Pains. Um, <laughs> So (laughs) in, in terms of my knowledge of TV shows and films, pretty limited. So I think on that one, aside from just mentioning that when I was in investment banking, I did enjoy the movie Wall Street. Um, I'm going to have to punt on that one. So I won't do a very good job.
0: Well, for a second there, I thought you were going to say then it would have to be Game of Thrones. And that would make you the second person in a day to have used that as their example of their profession. This other person, by the way, is also an entrepreneur who has been a serial CEO. Final espresso shot, Adam. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about your profession?
1: Hmm, that's a question I haven't thought about before. I'd say, I think just generally the, the diversity of activities that have to be managed, especially in a social entrepreneurship-driven business where you're trying to obviously acquire users, generate impact for users, but also try to effectuate change on a broader level that involves things like movement in legislative agendas as well, in terms of the treatment, in our instance, contract workers and moving to enact act of legislation that would support them. So I think I don't have a wonderful answer on that one, but I would say as much as anything, it would probably just be the diversity of activities sort of ranging from Sitting in a room on a pretty regular basis with individuals who are hourly workers and did workers to understand their lives, all the way to going and having to hop up to DC to talk to legislators around what changes need to be made, sort of separate from running a business day to day. So I think just the breadth and depth of activities.
0: Fair enough. Adam, thank you so much for making Time for Coffee today with me and the Time for Coffee community. Again, if our listeners want to learn more about Steady and about Adam's career and what he does at Steady as the CEO, please check out our show notes to see if the main T4C interview with Adam has already dropped. It has been such a pleasure speaking with you, Adam. I wish you continued success with Steady.
1: Thank you so much, Andrew.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.